Yo, 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 it's the 1409 Podcast. I go by the name of KT. And we are in our 150th episode. Welcome to episode 150. We got a special guest in here, Dr. Rock. How you doing, ma'am? I am good. Thank you for having me. 150, that's a, that's a good number. I like that number. Yeah, that's nice number. nice round number. Nice yeah. round number. <laughs> yeah. 150 is special, so you you specially you on here at one, on episode 150. Yes, that is a I mean, we're in here. Like it's not new, it's not old, it's like a good solid number. I love it. Oh yeah. For sure, for sure. Now that we got that, let's get to the I'm I'm silly. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we like over here. We like silly. Um, whatever you may have, or what, and whatever I may have, what would you like to toast to on this on this episode one fifty? Let's toast to being black and magnificent. How about that? Black and magnificent. Let's get to it, Dan. Let's get yes. to it. Yes. <laughs> oh man! All right. After we do the shot, I like doing a little trivia. So okay. here we go. Uh, you're from Southern California, right? Yep. Let's see how much trivia I don't know about Southern California. Go ahead. <laughs> what, what, what what part of Southern California is that? Um, so I live in a county called San Bernardino County. The city I live in is like just a small city in Southern California. We call it like when you're going to LA, you're going down the hill because you're going down the Cajon Pass and like it's halfway between, fun fact, halfway between um, Los Angeles and Vegas is where I grew up and where my parents still reside. And it's in Cali? Yep, Southern California. It's called Victorville. Another claim to fame, um, the Hulk, like one of the old, not the original Hulk, but like the second Hulk. It was filmed in the... um, what is it called? An uh, Air Force base, like right around the corner in that area. Okay. Just fun, okay. fun fact. <laughs> All right. So my uh my uh trivia is similar to the trivia on my last question. So I on my la- on the last episode I asked what's the easternmost point of I forty. So now I'm gonna ask you what's the westernmost point of I forty? What town is that in California? Because <laughs> it's, it's have- gotta be. It's near where you're from. Gotta be. I forty. I don't know. I know where the 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 tip of Route sixty six is. Well, that's in, is that in Arizona or something? No, actually, yeah. it is Santa Monica. Route sixty six. Yeah, Route sixty six goes all the way through. It actually goes through where I'm from. That's it crazy. goes like all the way across, and like um the end of it. So I know I didn't answer your question because I have no idea. Um, the end of it is right off the pier and like, they have like this big, huge thing and it's a restaurant and they do all kinds of things. Tony, Tony is always there. I love Tony. Tony is like, that's the support. Yeah. All right. So you ever heard of Barstow, California? Yes. So, um, I'm 45 minutes from Barstow. Yeah. That's where I-40 starts at. Barstow was like one of the, when we played sports, because I played sports in college um, and high school, we had to go, Barstow High School was one of the schools that was in our conference. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's right there. That's the westernmost point of I 40. And then on the last episode, I said the easternmost point was Wilmington, North Carolina. So, it goes all the way from North Carolina to California. That's, That's a little very interesting. I Thank you for my- teaching me that. Oh, yeah, I'm always willing to teach, but I'm going to be learning a lot on this episode. So that's probably the only thing I'm going to teach you tonight. I'll be doing you'll be doing the teaching for the rest. (laughs) I'll try, but you'll be surprised what I know. I know what I don't know is is bad. Like, I really don't know it. As long as you ain't faking like you do know, that's 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 true. And I don't know if you know much about the California school system, especially the public school system. It's not the greatest. Um. So it's yeah. a miracle I made it out. It's probably worse. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's worse. Uh, I we got the trivia out the way. So what was it like growing up out there in uh, California? I mean, it's so funny because people ask. They they get so excited, like when they find out I'm from California. But it's just home, right? That's just what I know. I go back to go visit people in. My dad, um, my husband likes to say this fact, my dad is actually from Compton. So like, it was nothing to go to Compton on the weekends and go to my cousin's house. Like that's just, that was just life, right? And playing sports out there, I played from San Diego. Um, I played in San Diego all the time. Like I was there every weekend. It, it's gorgeous. Like that's the only place I would live if I go back. So it just was, it just was life. It wasn't anything different, nothing spectacular. Um, I don't know. I, there's so many things in California that I have not seen because you take it for granted when you live there, some of the stuff, uh, like that people are like, Oh, have you done this? Or have you done that? And it's like, no, I, I just never really thought about doing it. It never really piqued my interest. Um, but I have been, I've never been snowboarding or skiing, which there's like a huge thing called big bear, um, big bear. And there's this other one. And it's like, Less than an hour away from my house, and I've never done it. So I don't know how that happened. I don't know. I've never been skiing either, but I've I've done other things in the snow. Snowmobile and makes no angels stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up in Southern California. But since we grew up in the cone pass, up on top of the cone pass, like you know, they're like, oh, it doesn't snow in LA. It doesn't snow in Cal- Southern California, anything like that. We got snow. We got rain. We got everything where we live because we lived on the top of that mountain. And then when you go down to the valley, that's where there's like nothing. Um, so we always were around snow and it was like no big deal to make snowmen. I remember, sorry, this is so silly, but when I was a kid, we got in trouble because we made a snowman. Have you seen Dumb and Dumber? Uh, I'm, I'm uh, telling on I myself. Know. I don't know. I don't know how old you are. I'm not but, big on that. Okay, well, I, I probably seen I probably seen one of them. I know it's like a few of them. I probably seen some of one of them. But. It's two of them. So the first one came out. I had to be in like the third or fourth grade or something like that. And they made a snowman, but instead of putting like the eyes and the little things like this, he took the carrot stick and the charcoal and made like uh, balls and a wiener. And we did that <laughs> as kids, and we got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I think. Like we made one and we came back outside like uh, an hour, one hour later, and it was already it fell down. It was already on the ground. So, oh no, we had if, snow, snow. I don't know if it somebody pushed it down or it just started melting in the middle of the day, but it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, man. So California. All right, I got a question because they were talking about this earlier in Clubhouse in Hello Houston. Do y'all say over there? Do y'all say pecan or pecan? Pecan. Pecan. What is that? Yeah, pecan. Why? Like I hear people say pecan, and I'm like, what? Pecan. 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 Oh, oh, oh! That's a Western thing, I guess. I'm from, I'm from the southeast, so we say pecan over there. I, you know what? My husband and I always uh, fuss. No, I don't want to say fuss, but he'd be like, I'd be like, I'm going I'm to sock you. And he's like, what is, what is sock? I'm like, sock you. And he was like, it's punch. I'm like, no, it's I'm going to sock you. <laughs> so you don't say punch at all? No. See, we, got, we have all type of sayings for that. Uh, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to jaw you. Like hit you in the jaw. I'm going to yeah. jaw you. I'm gonna snuff you, something like that. No, I sock say sock. So you say soda or you say pop? That's another thing. That's soda. Okay, okay. I, I with you on that one. I don't, I don't know what pop is. Yeah, no, oh. my like my family in Arizona though, they say pop. Yes, yeah, it just depends on where you're from, I guess. Because where yeah. I'm from, we say pecan. Everybody says pecan, and that's what it is. <laughs> Tony said, Tony said, ain't no pecan. Yeah, that's what it is, pecan. Listen to a song, it'll, it'll say butter pecan. But listen, it's P-E, right? There's no two E's in the word. I know. It's not a long E sound. It's pecan. pecan. You no, know, English is a complicated language. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe the pecan, maybe the are different from the pecans. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... Let's get into more more things that we want to get into. What what uh what led to your educational background? Where did you what educational institution did you attend? <laughs> you did you see thing? what he wrote? Yeah, pecan is that can in the back floorboard when your parents weren't stopping on a you long can't road say trip. Stuff like that in front of me, Tony. I'm I'm a crack up. But um <laughs> so I, I went to Emporia State University for undergrad. And that is in Kansas. It is the official teaching college of Kansas, like random fact. And then for graduate school, um, where I got my master and my doctorate was at Logan University, which is in St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. And you got your master's in? Nutrition and human performance. And then you got your doctorate in? chiropractic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the nutrition and the chiropractic services, they've been tied together with you since since then. Yes. So I graduated um, in August with my doctorate, and then I graduated in December with my uh, master's the same year. Okay, okay. So I got to give you a round of applause for that. <laughs> I thank you. It was a lot of schooling. Yeah, I understand. Um in some schooling right now and it's a lot going on i just started back with the masses from being off for the summer and i'm working on my real estate license at the same time and you know texas has a lot of requirements for a real estate license so i'm almost at the finish line though so that's, that's, that's good yeah you just gotta get there i feel like texas time has time. a lot of rules and regulations for a lot of their things but that's not necessarily um, a bad thing, right? That they have rules and regulations on what you can and can't do or what you need to have in order to do it. Cause it makes you more so know that it's the best of the best 
and everything, like no slouches in the professions. Yeah, the, the requirements are up there compared to other states. Like Texas has 180 hours requirement of pre-licensed courses in other states. Like some other states got only have 60 hours. That's the lowest you're going to see. Some states only have 60 hours. So, well, that's a big difference. Yeah, it is. That's a big difference in how long it takes and everything. If I was in another state, I would have been done already. Right. <laughs> yeah, I would have been done. I would have already been certified out here. Really. <laughs> Yeah. So, what 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 uh what led to your motivation of becoming a chiropractor? Oh, that is such an interesting story. So, um, I, it might be, it might not be interesting. I don't know. I feel like my life is interesting. I'm just playing. Um, so I got my my undergrad in biology, and I got a minor in Spanish, and um, my contact, um. And I wanted to go and I was like, I want to be a physical therapist. Like that is what I wanted to do. Well, when I went to look into schools after working as a lab, I was a microbiologist and a chemist for two years. And I was just like, I can't, I can't deal with these Petri dishes any longer. I can't do quality control any longer. Fun fact. I I keep giving fun facts, but that's just me. Um, the reason why there's probably such a shortage in Lysol wipes and stuff like that is because Lysol wipes are only made in one plant in the, in the United States. And that is in St. Louis the, for the United States distribution. Just, I used to work there. That's the only reason why I know that fact. Was um, that Procter and Gamble or something? No, it is Rick and Ben Key. The Procter and Gamble is um, like Febreze and Cascade. I worked for them too at one point. Um, what else did they, Procter and Gamble does a lot of other stuff too, but they both are like the same company, the competing, you know, products mm-hmm. is what they, they are. And there's two big factories in St. Louis for each one of those. Um, but anyway, I was just tired of being in the lab. I was by myself. It was me and like one other dude. And the guy who I worked with was like a 60 year old man. Like it was just, it was weird. It was, it wasn't nothing fun. Like nothing, no entertainment. I just was sitting there all day at a lab station, you know, collecting my samples or running my samples or whatever. And I was like, you know, I really want to go to physical th- or be a physical therapist because I originally wanted to go to school for athletic training. But one thing led to another and I wasn't able to do that. Um, but I looked into physical therapy school and they were like, you got to start all over again as a freshman. And I was like, mm, what? Excuse me? Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not- I just finished, you know. That's what you told him. Told him this. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Pretty much, that's how I was. I was like, y'all tripping. Like, I know I'll become a doctor of physical therapy, but no, thank you. Um, so then my husband was like, well, look into Logan, which is the school. He was like, maybe you can do their master's, and they have a master's in um, sports rehabilitation. So I was like, that's the same thing, right? I'm going to get a master's in sports rehabilitation. I can still do the same stuff and get certified. Boom, bam, boom. I'm done. So when I went to um, apply and looked at all the things, I was not meeting all the requirements because I need to take my GR. Is it GRE? I need to take my GRE. And um, they were like, well, you have to take your GRE. You haven't done it. And I was like, dang, you want me to take a, a test to, to get into the master's program? I, I, like, I was like, oh, gosh. But she was like, well, what you can do, you should look into the chiropractic program because you have all of the, you have everything but like one class. 
She's like, you have everything. You have all the prerequisites. And, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. And this was the recruiter. And I was like, oh, that's stupid. Chiropractic is dumb. I don't want to crack backs the rest of my life. Like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, I totally was like, no. So I, you know, after that, I did some research and did some things. And I was like, okay, maybe this is what I want to do. So I applied to school right after, shortly after that. And I started like, Less than six months later, I started as a chiropractic student and um, she told me after I've been in there for four trimesters, which is a little over a year, I could start my master's program. But instead of doing the sports rehabilitation master's, I was like, I'm doing this already as a doctor. I'm just going to do my nutrition master's. And that's how I ended up getting a master's in nutrition. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. All right, so did you thought it was just cracking backs as a chiropractor? What what else is involved with being a chiropractor? Is did it change how you, how you sit down? Did it change your posture? Yes, except for right now because I'm totally in a po- to- horrible posture. But usually, <laughs> my posture is great. But yes, so my posture definitely and it changed my whole mindset. Like I already was a big believer in um, holistically healing. I just didn't know. That's why I wanted to do physical therapy and not get an MD. I didn't believe in just giving people medicine all day. I felt like your own body could do its own healing and it can work. And I wanted to work with people as they got injured or whatever to kind of recover or um, prevent some of these injuries from happening, especially when it comes to sports. And I'm really big with kids sports because I want to prevent these injuries that are happening to the kids because, you know, kids are pushing themselves harder now. They're working out more, but the parents aren't doing anything. They're hardly doing any preventative care to get to that level. Um, So with chiropractic, like it's all about preventative care, keeping the joints moving, keeping the joints mobile. When you have those moving and mobile, then the ligaments are loose. The ligaments are more lax. So like if you, you know, if you step in a hole, you can just tear up your whole ankle, right? But if you get regular adjustments, especially on that ankle, just for preventative care, you step in that hole, you could probably be completely fine because your ankle is already moving how it's supposed to and it's not tight. And that's where we get a lot of our injuries because we're tight in certain areas, whether that's the muscle, whether that's the ligaments, or whether that's the joints itself. And that's how injuries occur. So by keeping those keep to keep moving, it allows less injuries to happen, allows quicker recovery, it allows to improve immunity, it allows your nervous system to function properly because your nervous system is housed in your spine. If your spine is all jacked up, what is that going to do to what's going on in, inside of it? Like, think of the spine as like a hose. If you kink up a hose, how's the water flow going to be? The water flow is going to be terrible. So if your back is jacked up, the flow of the nervous system is going to be terrible. So that's why keeping that aligned really helps. And then also like with extremities, if your joints aren't functioning, you're not going to be able to lift your arm. You're not going to be doing, able to move your legs like you want to. So you just want to keep everything aligned. So that the muscles are able to relax, the muscles are able to function like they're supposed to, the ligaments can function like they're supposed to, and hold everything in place. And um, it's chiropractic is so much more than just cracking backs. Like it's phenomenal the power that our bodies have, and our bodies are huge machines that um, that we take for granted. We just abuse it and do all kinds of things, and we just take it for granted until we get to the point to where. We're barely able to move or we're barely able to do something that we do every single day. And um, I'm all about preventing that from happening because it's nothing sadder than seeing someone who's younger than me by like 10 to 15 years and they can barely walk because they haven't been taking care of their backs 
or they haven't been taking care of their extremities. And it could have been prevented if they would have done some of these things and gone to the chiropractor, done some exercises. They'd have been doing it all, all along. So um, I know that was a very long answer, but my mindset is totally changed now from what, almost 10 years ago, because I started school in 2012. So it's, I'm totally different, I believe. You're a believer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I knew it had to be more to it than just cranking bags. I just, I, you probably could talk about this all day, huh? But yeah, this is this is good information right here. Like, basically, you saying the spine and the nerves and all that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So one vertebrae mess up, it can mess up your whole. Or... So each vertebra, so the top and the bottom, they all have like a corresponding um, nervous nerves that come out of it. So if say, let me do my fingers. So say these are the, the, I'll use these two. So say this is one and this is another, the nerves are coming out of here, but one's like, like this. Can you tell that I'm shift? So one's like shifted like that. It will put pressure on one of the nerves and won't allow the nervous system, the nerve to that area to function as well as it is. So like numbness and tingling. Have you ever heard anybody have numbness and tingling in like their hands or something like that? Yeah, so, probably me. <laughs> so with numbness and tingling in your head, I'm trying to see where this is. So like if you're doing this side right here, um, oh my goodness, your thumb and your fingers. So that's one nerve. The middle finger is, is two nerves. And then this is all one nerve. So if this is messed up, it's going to affect like all this. This is housed in the neck. So if you have numbness and tingling in your um, in your hands, it can be coming from the neck. So lower part of your neck, or it could be coming from your shoulder, or it be coming from your elbow. You got to find out where the, the interference is happening, where the nerve is having a lot of pressure, oh, or your wrist. And once you find that out, you just adjust and um, it allows it to basically free up. It's like, oh, you know, and it just frees up everything. And there's like a huge bundle of nerves right here that is where the nerves for your um, your hand and your arm are at. Those are the nerves for your hand and your arm right here under some muscle. And if this get injured, it's gonna make all this down your arm um, not function. Oh man, I never knew this. See, that's 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 why they give you the big bucks. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I have like issues with my wrist and things like that too. So you saying the wrist can cause the fingers to act up or the the spine can cause the wrist to act up. So both. Both. You have because so the nerve starts right here, right? So it can stop right here. It's like basically you can have a triple effect of or no quadruple effect of where the nerve can be messed up. Nerves can be messed up right here, could be messed up in the shoulder, can be messed up in the elbow, or it can be messed up in the wrist all before it gets to the hand. It really just depends on what what you have going on. Um, the musculature, is the muscles tight? So are, is your forearm tight? If your forearm is tight, it could be just as simple as loosening up your forearm and then your numbness and tingling or the pain in your hand could um, decrease. Or maybe your watch, I saw you have a watch on. Is your watch too tight? Is that putting a lot of pressure on that nerve and uh, the bones and the structures right there and that could be doing it. Like I know me, if I put my watch on too tight, it does affect how my hand feels and I have to loosen it up because it will start making it achy and stuff. This little space right here, eight bones. 
in just this little space. So if all those start getting kinked up and act up, it's going to affect how your hands are able to move and function. Oh, man. Y'all take TRICARE over there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a referral. <laughs> you know what? I've been trying to get with TRICARE and they never responded back to me. So I need to get back on that. I'm trying to, because I have a patient who um, wanted to start coming to see me. He was at a patient at a different clinic I was at. And he was like, I need, I'm following you. Just as soon as you get TRICARE, let me know. Let me know. And I'm like, I'm, I'm still waiting. That sounds like some government contracting right there, huh? Yes. Hmm. Takes a minute to get in they, they program. Cause, but once you're in there, you win there. Oh, man, that's that'd be love right there. But yeah, you you definitely know what you're doing and everything like that. Do you what do you what are some of the solutions that you have for people to resolve those issues or can they be resolved at all? Um what issues specifically are you There's tons of re resolutions, but it depends on what we're talking about. I'm talking about the lower neck issues that result in issues in the extremities um so adjustments help stretching a lot of people sleep on stretching they don't and let me see let me show you like most people are like um i mean i can't see myself but most people are like this all day how many people do you see like this all day they're just do you know how much stress that's putting on your spine like oh you're talking about like looking down at something all day like that Looking uh, down, yeah. being on the computer, they hunch their shoulders and they're just like this. Like if you do that, like all this tightens up, your neck tightens up, even increasing it by 15 degrees. Oh, I wish I knew the number off the top of my head. I cannot, but I want to say it's like 45 extra pounds of pressure is put on your spine just being forward by 15 degrees. I want to say, I don't know. I made a video on it. I just can't remember the exact um, the exact numbers right now, but by every degree of increase of the, um, forward head carriage, it increases the load that's put on your body and your spine. And it makes all this tight, your traps, if your traps are tight, your neck is most likely hurting. If you're the, your, uh, in between your shoulder blades are tight, most likely your neck is hurting. Like stretching all those out really do help to decrease any tension that's in there. But you can stretch the joint, the muscles out all you want. If you don't fix the alignment of the, of the joint, it don't matter because the muscles are just going to go right back tight because they need to compensate for the lack of movement that's going on in your spine. And if the muscles are tight, you can adjust all you want. It's not going to matter because they're so tight. The muscles are just going to continue to pull the joint out of where they're supposed to be. Oh man. Yeah. So some people like, where I work, they have a diverse disc, so they're not looking like down at the computer screen. They can uh, they can raise it up or bring it down to the level of their liking. So I feel like that is a good thing to have to prevent that type of issue. Yes, ergonomic desks. So those are very great. I prescribe those to patients, and they can take the the letters to their boss, or like if the companies have their own letters, they can bring it to me. I fill it out and they can say, I, this is, here's my note for my doctor. I need this type of desk to help prevent whatever condition is going on in my body. That's dope. That's dope. What, what are some of the, I know you mentioned, uh, 
people say chiropractors only crack backs and things like that. What are other, some of the other myths with a chiropractor that? That like what we could do? Some of the myths that are not really true. Oh, oh my God, a huge one. Um, especially when people are first coming in. And it's just it's just huge all the time. The chiropractic's not safe. Um, chiropractic, like the force that has to be put into somebody's body to really like break a bone, bones are strong, is so extreme that chiropractic is very safe. Another one is that um and a neck adjustment will cause a stroke. And that is like the hugest baloney I've ever heard. It's a 0.08% chance that you can get a stroke from an adjustment. And the thing that I equate it to why I think people are so afraid to get um, a neck adjustments is <laughs> because you see a movie, how many times does Steven Seagal just go up to somebody and he's like, <clears throat> and he breaks their neck. How many times does, um, who's somebody else? Jackie Chan didn't really break people's necks. Kevin, Co not Kevin Coster, Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know, they were just, they just were going up to people and just were like clink and they're breaking their necks. Like that, it, it does not work like that. Not at all. Um, and, but that's what people envision. That's what they think about when they think of a neck adjustment and they're like, you're gonna kill me. No, I'm just barely, all I'm doing is tilting and doing like this. Literally, that's all I'm doing. It's like a little flick of my hand and it gets the adjustment to happen. But people think that I'm going in there and I'm just gonna rip their head apart, you know? It's like, no, no, no. That takes so much force, so much strength that I don't even know if I have that much strength to, to do to really injure somebody. Um, another thing is they're like, it doesn't work. And I, you know, it, it does depend on the person because everybody is different, but it does help to improve what is going on significantly. Um, a lot of times people come in and they're barely able to move. <laughs> Hung Fu movies or Kung Fu movies. Yes, Bruce Lee, yes. I said Hung Fu, my bad. <laughs> uh, but, but like, they just feel like it doesn't work and it does work. If, I, if you come into my office at a 10 out of 10 and three weeks from now, you're an eight out of 10, I've done a pretty decent job, especially depending on has it been years since you've been like this? Has it been months? Since, like how long has it been since you've been in this much pain? It's not going to work every overnight there. People are so programmed to believe that it has to happen overnight because medication starts taking away the pain overnight for most in most instances. But just because they're taking away the pain, they're not fixing anything. All they're doing is they're taking away the receptor so your body can't feel it. That's it's basically putting a blindfold on it. Like here, you can't see this pain, so you can't feel it, but it's not doing anything to fix the pain and that chiropractic care. Yes. You're not going to get that, that blindfold of the pain, but you will start getting the improvement because the functionality of the joint and how it moves is going to improve. And over time, your pain is going to go away. Okay. Okay. My, another question I just thought about, how do you feel about gaming chairs? If you uh, have any familiar familiar area, you're, you're you're in one right now. Yeah, yeah. That's we have asking. we have we have that same exact one in green with the green stripes. You got it with green. Yeah, I, gaming chairs are pretty comfortable. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they uh keep you from having a forward head because you can. Yeah, <laughs> but but I have found that a lot of gamers they be leaning forward. 
with their hands on their knees and then they'd be like you know but um but the real gaming like using those those, those are really good those are those are comfy they make those to where um you know the the back part is curved how it's supposed to where the neck is is curved how it's supposed to it's a it's a pretty decent ergonomic chair but you pay for those you pay good money for a good chair yeah that's a fact and it has like the i guess it's called lumbar support down here yeah that's the that's the curve of the back yeah lumbar mm-hmm. support yeah that i like that <laughs> yeah, see it's real it but it makes it comfortable because that's how the body's supposed to be and it supports your body and supports what you're doing that's facts that's facts yeah i, I just wanted to ask that because i'm actually in one and i know you probably were familiar with gaming chairs so yeah we like fight well that's what my husband has at his computer and the kids like try to fight to get in that chair you know who's gonna sit in the chair and i like i would just sit back put that footrest out and chill oh you got the footrest i only had one with a footrest yeah oh. that's, that's that's the big money right there <laughs> <laughs> i probably could have paid the extra 30 and got footrest but this one don't come before rest but they got i'm the only one who uses it nobody else uses it nobody else uses the footrest yeah no my husband hates when they they put it out because they won't put it back in it reclines a little bit though the back part but other than that that's all that's all yeah those chairs are pretty are are really decent the rockers they lack a little bit of support but if you get a real solid rocker um gaming rocker those ones do because we used to have one if you can't tell my husband's a huge gamer um we used to have one that had like the speakers on the on the chair and all kinds of stuff and that one had really good support in the back and um it really was a good ergonomic chair but like we said earlier you pay for when you're getting a gaming chair you're paying for a good chair yeah i don't even game in this chair but i I do play games but i don't it's in a different room, so I don't, I don't usually game in this chair. So, so we talking about gaming. What I know, gamers probably like don't stick to a good diet or anything. And since we're talking about diets, how'd you get into keto? Oh man, um, so keto. Most people when they come to keto, a lot of times, I would say like eight times out of ten, they come to keto to lose weight. And um, I was not. I I played sports all my life. Um, I did gain weight and I did not realize I was getting overweight, but I was, I was what, 40 pounds overweight than what I should be. Um, so in hindsight, it's not too, too crazy, but it was more than what I should have been. But anyway, I came to keto because in 2018, um, in December, at the end of the year, my son, well, let's backtrack in July of 2018, no, September, I'm sorry, September of 2018, my son had his first seizure. And then in December, he had another seizure. So once you've had two seizures in the same like time frame, you're considered epileptic. So he had another seizure. We got sent home from the hospital like the next day. Um, yeah, we like spent the night. It was like super late. We got home at we left the hospital like two o'clock in the morning or something like that, and um, stayed all or stayed home all day. I you know I took off work for those days, and then this was Monday. Then Tuesday, we stayed home. Wednesday morning, he had another seizure. And I was, I mean, I was terrified. I didn't know what was going on, why. Doctors couldn't tell me anything. At this point, I knew so much about 
like brain and seizures, nervous system. I'm like, y'all are, are retarded right now. Like I was, I was so mad. And you don't know how mad I was in so many different ways when this was going on. So I was like, the doctor was just like the neurologist. Well, he's just going to have to be on medication for the rest of his life. Like that's what he's going to have to do. And I was like, what do you mean? He's at this point, he's three. So you mean to tell me you want my three-year-old to be on medication for the rest of his life? Like, that's crazy. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. It is. So I, um, I, in the, in the hospital, we were there for seven days. Um, um, I did not leave my son's side. I think one, I didn't leave the hospital, but my husband forced me to go like to the cafeteria or whatever. He was like, you need to, you need to do something. Like you need to get out. And I was like, but I can't, this is my baby. You know, he was three. Um, and he's the third, he's my third child. So I have three kids. He's the youngest. But anyway, in the hospital, I researched, I took out my smartphone. I did what smartphones are meant to do. I researched on it and looked to see holistic ways to, for epilepsy, get him off this medication. And long and behold, keto, keto was the answer. Keto, um, was the, was the original treatment of how they treated patients in the 1920s until like the early 50s, late 60s, I mean, sorry, late 50s, early 60s, that until medication became available, that is how they treated all the epileptic patients. And they got away from it because it's not as convenient as just giving them medication. It's easier to just give them medication versus not eating breads. And it's not profitable for us not to eat breads, not to eat pastas, not to eat candy. Like that's not profitable to stop people from eating like that. So when I found this out, when I looked and I was like, this is how people naturally live. We were hunter gatherers. We were naturally doing keto before keto was like a coin term. And the reason why, why it's called keto is because ketone bodies are produced when the liver breaks down um, the fats. They make ketone bodies and triglycerides. Those are the byproducts. And the ketone bodies are what our body will use as energy instead of using glucose. And glucose comes from sugar. Glucose is sugar, but it comes from carbohydrates and sugar. And ketone bodies can feed the brain, which glucose can't feed the brain because it cannot um, break the blood-brain barrier. Like there's a barrier between the, the brain and the blood that glucose can't get over, but ketones can. So it's feeding the brain making you lose fat because you are breaking down your fat to you to make ketone bodies to produce energy and um it's a better sustainable way for us to gain energy and it's an endless source versus carbohydrates we have like a threshold that we can meet and most people meet that threshold and once you meet that threshold any other carbohydrates any other sugars that are left over they are turned into fat for the body so you just add on more fat and your body's like let's use this for later and just stores that because the fat that's on our body is for like a case of starvation or case of famine or whatever. Our body breaks that down to use as energy. So you can live without eating. I think they said, I just heard this fact. It was like 380 something days. This man lived without eating a single thing. He just drunk water and that's it. And he lost a ton of weight. Obviously he was like a 300, almost 400 pound man. And he, within a, within a year, he lost all that weight by just burning the fat that's on our body because that's what fat is for. Fat is for energy, to create energy, but the way that we eat 
it just builds on all this fat because we are we eat too many carbs. We our body is not able to process that many carbs, and it just uses those extra carbs and said, "Let's save this for a rainy day." Essentially, so that's how I, I. Sorry, I just went all over on a tangent, but that's how I got to keto is because I was trying to heal my three year old son, and I'm happy to say that it's been two and a half years. In December, it will be three years. He's off of his medication. 100%. I started weaning him off. Don't tell nobody. I started weaning him off myself. And um, he hasn't been on medication since I want to say May. Oh, man. Like, I know you said you were talking a lot, but we we like we like good answers like that. That was very detailed, very informative. People going to listen to that and they're definitely going to. Tony said he's considering keto would you like to call in tony and talk about it because you know we we have we have that feature here if you want to call in but yeah this is definitely good toss right here what what type of what type of foods would one have to eat to be following a keto diet so that is the beauty of it you're eating real foods you're eating steak you're eating hamburgers you're eating if you want to eat hot dogs you're eating hot dogs you're eating fried ch or not fried chicken i'm sorry you're eating chicken wings you're eating chicken fingers like you're eating actual food you're eating broccoli you're eating green beans you're eating um what else are some things that we like to eat like your asparagus brussels sprouts salads like you're eating that stuff like today for dinner we ha i had uh we had panda express today let me be real but <laughs> <laughs> But what I had from Panda Express is I got the grilled chicken. And then I ate a couple pieces of orange chicken. But I got the grilled chicken from Panda Express. Usually what I'll do is get the grilled chicken with the um, the super greens. So you can even eat out. out. You can eat out and you're fine. Like the grilled chicken without the, the, without the sauce. What is that called? Teriyaki sauce? Grilled chicken without the teriyaki sauce. You're literally eating grilled chicken with cabbage, kale, and broccoli from Panda Express. Like how awesome is that? You're actually eating real food. For lunch today, I had two hamburger patties with some low-carb ketchup and mustard on it. And um, I really like this. I tried a new snack, which was, is mozzarella cheese. I put a, take a little mini waffle maker, put some mozzarella cheese in it, and I close it up. And I kid you not, it tastes like I'm eating a grilled cheese sandwich. So that's my snack. So I had two patties and uh, the cheese, I think I had two of those. But that's what I had for lunch. So that's without the bun, right? Yeah, just without the bun. So with the bun, it wouldn't be keto, right? Or Yes, it would not. Because one bun is probably anywhere between 70 to 80 grams of carbs, I want to say. I don't know. It's been a very long time. Um, we have keto bread in there for the kids. So like we had hamburgers the other day. I was eating leftover hamburgers from the day before. Um, but the kids had keto hamburger buns. And those are like six grams of carbs or something like that. So for keto, you want to stay under 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrates for the whole day. For the whole day. For the whole day. That's, that's like the key. And if you do that, then your body is not going, it's, there won't be enough carbohydrates in the system for it to use as energy. So what it will use for energy is burn off the fat in your body. I love, when we first started, I didn't know I needed to lose weight. I didn't pay attention. You know what my mother-in-law told me? I'm telling her. I tell her all the time. I don't care. She said, I just thought that you were, you had a secret and you just didn't tell us. She thought I was pregnant. 
like at this time, she for real thought I was pregnant before I started keto. Cause I was a vegetarian before I started keto. I had been a vegetarian for two years, for almost two years. And, um, I just jumped right in and started eating meat again. And I was like, whatever, let's go. And, um, I'm not, and I, I'm not going to turn back either cause it's delicious, but I forgot what I was saying. Oh, I lost 40 pounds in four months. I didn't from know I needed to. From the keto. From eating keto. And you said stay under 20 grams of carbs per day? 20 to 30 to grams of carbs a day, yeah. And so that's no bread, no rice, no potatoes. Right. So no no type of rice, period, right? Because rice yeah. never... Okay. No rice. No you're bread. Basically, you're eating protein and leafy green vegetables and um, berries. Okay. okay. That's pretty, that's like a simple, simple way. And cut out, this isn't part of keto, but it's part of health. Not eating vegetable oils, like not having vegetable oils in your system and also not um, vegetable oils or seed oil. So that's like canola or peanut oil. Those kind of oils, they're very inflammatory and they add, uh, they, they add harmful properties to your food when you cook it. What about black seed oil? <laughs> like what? It's called black seed oil? Yeah, you never had it? No, I've not. Okay, we'll save that conversation for another day. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I know. No, I have not. So you just do avocado oil, olive oil, and MCT oil or butter or beef talon or ghee. Those are your oils you stick with. The fats you stick with. Oh man, we all here learning and learning. Tony wants to call in. Tony numbers right here on the screen, but it's a 917-524-6392. My wife says she wants to do keto, but the mental. So how do you stay mentally inclined to maintain that? So that is that is tough. So mental the mental aspect to even get over the barrier of eating like this, to get over that barrier, that is a huge thing. But having a community around you to support you, I feel like that is a huge thing. So a lot of people, when they're first starting out, when you have like a mentor or a coach to really like, oh, you're not supposed to eat that. Or, you know, you can have a coach that's really gentle, like, oh, that, that's kind of higher in carbs or higher in this. Or you have someone that's like, hey, listen, that's not on plan. Like, are you, do you want to do this or do you not want to do this? Um, that really helps with the mental aspect of doing it. But I always say support, support, support. Support is a huge thing. And that does not mean that you have to have support from, um, no, you can, but you don't have to. Um, but support from, okay. um, it does not have to be from your family. It could be from friends. It could be from mentors. It could be from all over the place. So that is where the sport, but do you have to eat calories? Like it just depends. Like I don't check calories, but what you do check is macros when you are eating keto. And when I say macros, I'm talking about how much protein you're eating, how much fat you're eating and how much of, um, carbohydrates you're eating. Those are the macronutrients. So depending on how much you weigh and depending on what you, your goal is, whether you want to maintain your weight, lose weight, 
what your goal is that will check your macros and change and also your age will change what your macros are and for women it looks a little bit different because when you are on that time of the month you will do a little bit of more carbs during that week because our body needs a little bit more all right cool cool we got uh tony m in here can you hear me got you loud and clear all right there we go can you hear him can you hear him dr Rock? yeah i can hear him. All right, all right. What's, What's going on, Tony? Y'all, just another day, just another day. I just cares about this keto. I'm glad she's on on the day. Probably need to get my neck cracked too, or whatever, you know. But we're gonna, we're gonna, we're we'll, gonna we'll say talk about adjustments, that later. Tony. Adjustments, cracking Adjustment. your eggs. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. We ain't cracking no eggs. <laughs> yeah. Get that. Get my adjustment. Get my fix. I got, got you. So look, the keto deal. You said it's mostly just eating, eating what again? Meat and green leafy veggies and but no carbs at all not even brown rice and nothing like that right no if you stick with meat green leafy veggies and berries as in strawberries blueberries raspberries and just like a little bit um that will keep you on the right track and i mean eat those three things and you'll be good you'll be set up for success and if you want to add on okay. even more, you do intermittent fasting, which that's mm -hmm. a whole other conversation. Oh, yeah, I, I can do the fasting, no problem. So, listen, the veggies, the green leafy veggies, cooked or raw or what? Whichever one you want. Okay, all right. I know and I heard you say something about simple, but it is. Mm -hmm. It's just getting around the thought okay. process of what you mean I can't eat no rolls? What you mean I can't have no pasta? Like getting around that is the biggest obstacle I think for most people when it comes to starting keto. It's like bunless burgers and hot dogs. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you can, when you go to a restaurant, all you have to do is say lettuce wrapped and they will wrap your hamburger for you. Okay. Now what about uh, how many meals a day? What type of portions are we talking about? It depends on if you are doing, um, if you are doing like your fasting window. So if you're doing a fast and you want to eat with an eight hour window, however much it fits in your macros in that eight hours is essentially when you eat. And then once you, once that eight hour window is closed, you don't eat again until that eight hour window opens back up again. So it really just is dependent on what your macros are and the way that you can measure your macros. You could literally pull up a uh, app. I wish I had my phone. I don't know where my phone is. It's somewhere around here. Is it right here? Oh, here it is. Um, let me see. I be losing my phone all the time, y'all. So if you just go on <laughs> your phone, go to your Apple store or go to the Google store, whatever you have, you could literally type in, let's see, macros food count, food tracker and tons of apps will pull up i like carb manager it's a really good one but there's all a, a lot carb manager has a 4.7 um but i would do anything that's over 4.5 or above just do that there's a keto manager you just type in your weight your height what your goal is and it will tell you how many macros you eat and the great thing about these these apps is that as you're eating you just type in, oh, I just ate, um, I just ate hamburgers or whatever. 
you type in that and it will calculate those macros and add and like subtract them and let you know how many macros you've done a day. Um, with alcohol beverages, you want to just make sure that you stay away from the sweets ones because alcohol is a sort of uh, can be used for energy as well. Um, but like no margaritas, no daiquiris, no give me some Coke and rum or whatever, nothing like that. You want to keep it something, um, you know, not sweet. So like some Tito's vodka and some sparkling water, boom, you got your alcoholic beverage with a hint of lime and cement. That is a delicious beverage. So just as long as it's not sweet. Um, I'm sorry, Tony, what is, do you have, what other questions do you have? Someone had typed in a question that I was answering. No, that was fine. That was fine. Uh, beyond that, maybe back uh, to the uh, to the chiropractor side of things, right? Uh, the adjustments. How often should one see you there? Like a, every six months, every two months? How, how, how often does one need to see a chiropractor? So I always tell everybody bare minimum at least once a month. I mean, once every uh, six months for kids, at least once a month. But that is our, that's after you've done the first set of care. Cause nine times out of 10, you got something going on. You might not feel it, but something is going on. So we want to get that corrected first. And then once you've gotten to there, you're in, you're just doing maintenance care. Then do you could do once every six months. But most people, because they're so in tune to their body after they've been getting adjusted after a while, they could go once a week still once every other week, um, once a month. Like it really just depends on what you're doing and how you're moving. But as you continue on with chiropractic care and you do it more and more, you're like, dang, this don't feel right. I know I need to go see my chiropractor or like my back is hurting and it, it just flared up. Let me go get it before it gets worse or where it was a couple months ago. So um, I know that was a long answer for a short question, but it really just depends on your situation and what's going on. I like to go for myself at least once a month. Um, sometimes if I'm having a crazy month, I'll go like two times a week, two times a month or once a, uh, once a week for the month and then go back to my once a month. So you can't like do adjustments on yourself? No, I wish. That saved me so much it's time. Just <laughs> no, I go, I go to a chiropractor. Got you, got you. That's cool. That's about all I got, man. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you, man. No problem, Tony. Catch y'all later. All right. right. Hey, so back to the keto thing. Uh, There's some myths that I've heard. Does it make you, being in ketosis or whatever you call it, does it make you smell funnier? (laughs) So it can a little bit. But more often than not, that is when you're dealing with ketoacidosis. And when you're dealing with ketoacidosis, your your breath can be a little bit fruitier. And um, there is like a, 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 a scent that can come on, like a metallic scent and stuff like that. But if you're in ketoacidosis, that is a dangerous issue that is occurring with someone who has type 2 diabetes. And it's something totally different. And I don't have enough time and enough time to really explain the difference. But I remember when I first heard about keto, probably in 2014, I thought they were both one and the same, but they're completely different. Keto is a metabolic state in a healthy individual. 
uh, the ketogenic diet thing is, a, is from a healthy individual. Ketoacidosis is a, a harmful, a disease factor of a diabetic type 2 patient. Uh, you get you dropping the gems on here. I just gotta give you another one of these. <laughs> yeah, I had to get you another one of those. All right, Thank so you. our potato chips or like pork rinds, anything like that, is that considered keto or not? Potato all? chips, absolutely not. Pork rinds, yes. Pork rinds are okay. Okay. Uh, that's that's interesting. You can eat steak, chicken, all of that, but no, no potatoes. All right, so I guess because pork rinds is the skin of a of it's a meat, the skin of a pig. Yeah. So okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. It's when you really break it down like that, like it's like, dang, I'm just eating stuff that naturally occurs in nature. That's all you're doing. You're eating naturally occurring things and staying away from as many processed things as, as you can. And let me just say this disclaimer, if it says keto on the package, most likely you should run and go the other way, especially when you're first starting out. When you're first starting out, you wanna be as strict as possible because it's easy to backslide. And if you're doing it for diabetes, like to reverse your diabetes, if you're doing it to reverse your PCOS symptoms, if you're doing it to decrease obesity in your family. Like if you're doing it for that reason, you really wanna make sure that you're doing it strict and you're doing it the right way. I mean, I don't wanna say right way because there's so many different ways to do it, but you wanna make sure that you're not eating something that's gonna trigger you. Like I know if I get the Duncan Hines, Duncan Hines has a, um, a keto brownie mix. I know if I eat that and I eat some ice cream, some keto ice cream with it, it's going to trigger me. I have to mentally prepare myself for when that trigger is going to happen. It is amazing, but it, it also is like, dang, I kind of want something sweeter. I kind of want to get that because sugar is a drug. People are addicted to sugar. I, heard, I saw somebody's post on Instagram um, earlier today that said that sugar is the new cocaine or something like the new drug for kids. It is a drug. Kids are addicted to, to sugar. We are, as adults, are addicted to sugar. And until we get away from that, like our communities are still going to be obese, overweight, riddled with diabetes, riddled with PCOS, riddled with childhood obesity. And our kids are dying earlier than what the adults are. So by eating healthier, and when I say healthier, by eating whole foods, it helps to reverse what's going on in our body and helps to or fix what we've been doing to ourselves. And I think also the beauty of eating whole foods is that it just, it just helps so much. And low-fat diets, they're not working. How many people do you know that have been on low-fat diets? And it's not working. Not at all. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That you talking about like you're not talking about diet coke or nothing like that, are you? Oh God, let's not talk about <laughs> diet coke. <laughs> That's so wrong for you on so many different levels. Tony said peas, beans. No beans. No beans. No lima beans. What about peas? Peas are good. Like black eyed peas. Or, I feel like black eyed peas are beans. 
I mean, they they could be. They could be. I, 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 I feel like they're a legume. Let's say no legume. How about that? Let's let's look that up real quick. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I could put it on the screen. Yeah. Yep, they're they're part of the family of beans. They're a legume. Oh, peas are legumes too. I did not know that. Uh, Let's not say that they're legumes. So I'm I'm not sure. This is a confusing answer. Oh man. He said saying peas are legumes and beans. Yeah, but you can eat peas. I don't know about black eyed peas. You know, you'd have to see. Let's look at the carb count. Let's look at that. And that's another thing you have to realize. Oh, no. It's 35 grams of carbs per one cup. Oh, man. They say it's fuzzy. Am I fuzzy or is the whole thing fuzzy? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Do I look fuzzy to you? No, you look fine. Uh, I don't know. know What's going on? Someone said it's fuzzy? Yeah, he said said I'm fuzzy. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Might be be his internet. It could be my internet. I usually get like a little symbol when it's my internet. So it might be be where you at, Tony. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you see, you look fine, but, um, yeah, it says black eyed peas are 35 grams of carbs per one cup. Yeah, that's a pretty high number right there. Yeah, says, especially when you're trying to do 20 to 30 grams. Yeah, so you got to just eat none of it. Yeah. It's tricky. So, like it's tricky. <laughs> there's, there's ways to finagle your numbers when you take out um, fiber, but... Just to keep the math simple, it's easier just to go with the whole number versus subtracting things out. Because like some people go by net carbs, which net carbs is the the total carbs subtracted, the fiber subtracted, the sugar alcohols. Like that, it gets fuzzy. You can do it, but just keeping track of your total carbs is so much quicker and so much easier. Okay. Okay. Um. One more question. Hi, is dark chocolate? Like dark chocolate, like seventy percent. We we we. What's your take on that? I'm not eating no dark seventy percent. But you you might need to go higher because you go seventy percent. They still put a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, seventy. I feel like fifty five percent is pushing it with me, but that's it. I know that seventy. I never had seventy. Fifty five percent is like the highest I, I would like to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the higher you go, the less sugar they have in it and the less that they process it. Um, but I do know it's like it's like chalky the higher you go. But it it's so funny. Once you stop ingesting sugar as much, your taste buds start to change. And you will see that if you like bite into something that you normally would be like, oh, I love this. Like, this is bomb. I, I, I got to have it. You bite into it and it's like, Oh, it just doesn't hit the same. It is so, there's so many times when, cause I'm silly. I'll just randomly, I've been doing this for what? Almost three years now. I'll randomly be like, Oh, I want this candy bar. I haven't had one of these in a long time. Maybe it's on sale or whatever. I don't know. I just do stuff randomly. Sometimes take a bite of the candy bar. Literally I will spit it out. 
after like well and spit it out because it's so sweet and just does not hit the same as it used to three years ago i i feel that because i go back to like the milk chocolate it's this certain brand of chocolate i like to get out of agb because they have like the 45 percent and 55 percent i usually stick to the 45 percent when i get like the one that just milk chocolate I think it's seven, actually seventeen percent or something like that. I taste that. I'm like, damn, that's that, that's that's sweet right there. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying with that. Is you it, you can just you're in tune more with it. Like my kids, it's so funny, <laughs> especially the little one. The little one, the biggest. Um, he'll be like, "That was too sweet. I can't eat that. That's too sweet," because he notices. Because but we did this for him. We we switched to keto to help him and to, you know, get him off the medication. So yes, him, it's, it's music to my ears. When he talks about like a juice, he's like, I can't drink that juice. It's too sweet. And we got some, um, Gatorade has, I found this at all these, they have some new, they're trying to do a new thing and made like a juice Gatorade. It had electrolytes, but it also was made with erythritol, which is a type of sugar, a, a sweetener, not a sugar. It's a sugar alcohol that you can, eat on keto because keto is all about oh no go ahead go ahead go ahead i'm just i'm just i'm just preparing for the future okay Uh, (laughs) keto is all about um keeping your glycemic index low and so this type of sweetener will keep your glycemic index low and you could use it well this is what the gatorade is made with and i think it also has stevia in it and he he took it to lunch to school he came home. He said, Mom, I didn't like that juice. I was like, why? What's wrong? He was like, it was way too sweet. Even though it was sweetened with the stuff that he eats with, it still was just too much for him. But my older kids, they really enjoyed it. But him, he was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't want no more of that. I can't have none of that. But they drink sparkling water. They drink um, they drink regular water. Like They don't really drink a whole lot of that. Oh, man. Hey, I had something else. Oh, yeah. So that cuts out sweet tea, lemonade, all that, huh? Yes, you do regular tea. I drink regular tea. Panda Express, my son was like, Mom, I don't like tea. I said, I didn't get this drink for you. I got this from me. Just a regular tea, no sweetener, no nothing. I just drink it. Like, it's no big deal. Just black. <laughs> That's how I like it. <laughs> Black tea, yeah. My my pops had me drinking that when I was younger. Black tea, no sugar. I mean, he made me do it. I I did it. I wanted to, you know. He's healthy. He's on his healthy tip and everything like that. So I was following in the footsteps. You know what I'm saying? But you can make your own lemonade. Um, I have a cup of of lemonade, crystal clear again, crazy. But oh, oh, uh, he's talking about your your view. But anyway. I have a thing of lemonade, lemon juice. I just juice some lemons that if I want to, I'll just put some lemon lemon juice in a cup with some water and maybe take like one or two squirts of liquid stevia and get lemonade that way. That's how I do it. Or you can use like the sugar alcohol. So let me just tell you the sweeteners that if you do want to do a sweetener is use the acronym same. So that's stevia allulose, monk fruit, and erythritol are the sweeteners that are keto approved. There's other sweeteners that people use, but those ones are like the, or premium, premium Premium. ones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, I, I I know you saw something 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 strange on your screen, but I'm gonna put your website on the screen real quick. You know what I'm saying? Doctor Fit Mama. See people can uh people can take a look at that. See what's going on here. Got the chiropractor stuff. That the Doctor Fit Mom blog programs products. You know. And you got the Quick Start Keto guy. You also you also an author as well. Would you like to talk about that? Um, sure. So I have three books. I have um, the newest book that just released last week is The Healthy Keto Family. And it talks about um, our family's journey and how we got from where we are now or how we got from where we were to where we are now. And um, just talks about what we did and then how you can start your own family's journey to improve your health. And I like working with I love working with families that are trying to help their kids to reverse diabetes type two, because our kids are being riddled with diabetes type two, help families who are suffering with a, a child who has epilepsy and help families who um, are trying to just reverse generational curses. So like obesity or high cholesterol, high blood pressure, I like to help families do that. And this is what the Healthy Keto Family book is all about. And then um, my other book is the Keto Success Formula. Um, I, it's not on my website because I had taken it off and I got to re-put it back on there. Uh, but that one is just about how you can start today and start implementing five steps to implement to become successful with um, doing the keto lifestyle. And then the other one I have is just move. And ooh, you know what? If you click on that picture, can you go on the Instagram? If you click on that, will it mess it up? If you see that picture of me, not that one, that's my socks. So that is me like um, in 2018, December 2018. And then that other picture of the after is me in July of 2021. The difference in my face of being a vegetarian carb eater versus eating meat all the time, a keto eater. But the other book I have is called Just Move. And it's basically, uh, it's how daily activity can improve your life. It's a book and a guide on how you can start improving your life daily by doing certain activities and different activities and how activities can look different for everybody. It doesn't have to look the same for all of us, um, but just to get moving and to just move because that is what our body needs to do. That's what it's intended to do. That is what our joints love to do. That's what they're made for. And it really will improve different facets of your life when you just move. So those are the three books that I have. And then I have health journals. Oh man, I, I'm gonna I'm going buy the book tonight. I can't buy it on the live because people are gonna see my information, but <laughs> I'm gonna buy it after, after I get off this live. I'm gonna do that tonight. Awesome. Well, thank you for the support. No problem, because we definitely could. We definitely can put that to use. I can learn. I can learn even more. You know what I'm saying? So now that I think about it, the uh, Tostitos should be keto too, right? Or the chips? tortilla chips? Yeah, the tortilla chips. They're corn. They're not. Uh, <laughs> they're not potato. They corn. Corn um, is high in carbs and not really digestible for our systems. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. You so heard it here first. Stick with le- green.
green leafy vegetables. If you stick with something that's green, you're pretty much doing a, a vegetable that's low in carb. Corn's yellow. I got you. Good, good, good to know. All right. So how how many times have you been interviewed on a podcast or anything similar, radio or anything? Uh, a couple times, but every, every other Friday I interview people. Every other Friday you interview people. Yeah. At, uh, at a, uh, 12 o'clock, one o'clock. One o'clock. Yeah. One o'clock. Okay. I got you. Cool. Cool. Why, why do you ask that? We ask everybody that. We ask everybody oh, okay. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's so. I, I interview. I have a, a a a. I worked. I created a project. Not a project. I created an organization called Chiropractic Women of Color. So every other week, I myself interview a woman of color that's a chiropractor, and then the other weeks, my cohort interviews people. All right, I like it. And what what can we expect from? Dr. Raquel, the keto chiropractor in the near future. Man, um, you can expect me, my goal, and this is what I'm working towards and what I'm doing, is I want to be on the stage with all the heavy heat hitters in the health and wellness realm. There are a lot of men of a certain demographic that like are, they dominate the field. I'm trying to dominate the field right along with them and be the spot that everyone's like man she looks different and know that they can do it and that we can achieve whatever we want and our goals what we want um, i just was at a conference last week and i was the host for most of the conference or for half the conference and it's like the year before i was a speaker so i'm i mean i'm like i want to be on the big stages where i'm speaking to thousands of people at one time about the benefits of keto and not and telling my story on how I got here and how I totally had to flip the switch on how I think about food and nutrition because what I learned in my master's degree is nothing like what I learned in my research to to develop a new plan for the way that my family and my household eats. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to learn about the Tune in to the the literature you have on your website there, and well, we, we appreciate. It. Thank you. We I'm glad you came through. This was a very informative, very dope, and we'd love to have you again on here at any time. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you want, I'm ready. <laughs> sure. And um, we're gonna move on to the next little segment we have. That's the question of the day. Usually. My co-host is on here and he does the question of the day. So I'm going to have to think of something on the fly right now. All right. My question of the day is, what is the unhealthy food that you desire the most that you know you, it will break your diet, violate your diet and everything? Cookies. That's easy. Cookies. Yes. More specifically, a snickerdoodle cookie from the bakery that's right down the street from my house. I'm so being real keto? specific. They don't have keto cookies over there? No, not at all. And you know, um, I'm human, right? I, I'm Everybody is human. And 
thinking that I never go off plan is you're fooling yourself because I do. But the thing is, is I've been at this for so long. In the beginning, you I would not go off plan at all for nothing. But now if I do go off plan, it's like I go off plan maybe one time during one day and then I'm go right back to what I was doing. Right. That's how, how I go back to do it. But um, the cookie is so good. The snickerdoodles cookie is like delicious. And we have as a as a culture, no, just as a country, we have poor relationships with food. We celebrate with food. When we had sad, sad times, we eat food. When we accomplish something, we eat food. When we're sad, oh, I already said sad times. When we're depressed, we eat food. Like we, every, everything is associated with food. So having to shift your mindset and having to change some of these habits and create healthier habits is hard. And sometimes if I am sad or depressed or whatever, it takes me a little bit to, you know, get to those happier times or it takes me a little bit to, um, to be like, okay, I don't need that cookie. Because sometimes if I'm real depressed, I'm real in my feelings. I'm like, I'm like, I need to, I need to backpedal because I'm gonna go get that cookie because right down the street. So I haven't found a good substitute for it yet. Ice cream, I have a good substitute. I have, there's tons of keto ice cream. So if I want ice cream, I know what I could substitute with. But the snickerdoodle cookie, I haven't found one yet. (laughs) I'm trying to think of something that violates my diet that I crave right now because I don't eat red meat. So I would say, well, we did, we did the no fried food thing for August. Well, most of August. So I was craving fried foods like the whole month of August and I couldn't have them. You know what? Do you have an air fryer? Yeah, we got air fryer. Okay. Cause I was going to say that. We got yeah. an air fryer. Just sprinkle a little bit of oil on there. You're not frying it. I'm just saying. You just sprinkle a little bit of oil and pop those bad boys in. My favorite is chicken wings. My husband bought the sesame seed oil and it's like a garlic sesame seed oil. I don't know. And we put those on our chicken wings and throw those into the oven or in the air fryer. And oh my God, those chicken wings are so good. Like I crave them all the time. They're delicious. I love chicken wings. I I love to eat. I know I don't look like it, but I love to eat. That air fryer get it done for sure. <laughs> yes, and something else I started making is um, zucchini pizza. I don't know. I just threw that name out there, but I put a layer of zucchini on the the uh, like a cookie sheet on parchment paper on a cookie sheet. Sprinkle some mozzarella cheese on top, and then if I want pepperonis or Italian seasoning or sausage, whatever I want, I'll put that in the air fryer. Well, we have we have two air fryers. We have one of the traditional air fryers. Like the little basket, and then we also have like the one that looks like a microwave almost, and you can put a full pizza in there. So I'll throw it in there, and once it gets done cooking, it takes about ten to fifteen minutes. And if I want, I'll dip it in ranch or dip it in some marinara, and there goes my keto pizza. Man, I, I didn't. I know saw the one that looks like a microwave. We got the one like the basket. You pull it out, and I got to look into that other one. See, yeah, we have both. So like, if the kids want a pizza or whatever. We just throw it in the other air fryer. All right, that's the that's a perfect segue right there. So we got the question of the day. So we get we're gonna move on to this or that. 
My first one is the basket air fryer or the microwave looking air fryer. I like the I like the basket one. So we all, we got the the other one first. The the one that's big and you pull it down, it looks like the microwave. We got that first. And then my husband brought in this, he got the dual one. So we got two baskets. There's five of us. We need both baskets, right? So he got that. And I was so mad at him for bringing that home. I was like, why? We already have this air fryer. Why do we need the other air fryer? As soon as I cooked that first time, I had to apologize to him. It is so good. It works so well. I can throw in broccoli and in 15 minutes, like the broccoli is roasted to perfection. My kids say sometimes that it's a little burnt. The younger one, he's like, oh, I can taste burntness. I'm like, that's like, that's. That is great roasted broccoli. What are you talking about, young man? Like, tell him, tell him it's Cajun style. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just like a little, little bit on it, and he'll be like, "Oh, I can taste the burntness." Oh, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is perfect. What are you talking about? I'm just like, <laughs> so yeah. The I like the other one, the the basket one. Yeah, I haven't had the other one yet, so I have to go with the basket one too, because that's what we have for sure. Let me see, Let's see what else I got for you: alkaline water or spring water? Alkaline. Spring water. I mean, uh, uh, alkaline. Wait, you said spring water or alkaline? I said alkaline water. All right, alkaline water or sparkling water. That one's a tough one. So. I would still say um, alkaline water, spring or the sparkling water I drink when I'm trying to get like that bubbly feel. I only drew sparkling water like for dinner or like lunch, but all through the day, I do the other water. <laughs> okay. Back to the broccoli. So I said it's Cajun. He says Cajun too, or black and, black and broccoli. <laughs> you crack it up over here. You cut up. You know how he cuts up, how he cuts up. All right, did, did you have any this or that? I, I just think of these like right then and there. Like everything I pretty much said is like what I was thinking at that time. Except for okay. the things I usually ask. I got one because you said you don't do red meat, but I'm going to say chicken wings or chicken fingers. Like chicken tenders? Yeah. Chicken wings. All day, right? Yeah. All. I don't know what it is about. Okay, how about boneless chicken wings or bone-in? See, before last night, I would say bone-in, but I had some boneless chicken last night. Yeah, that was the best boneless chicken I, I ever experienced. And this was from, Buffalo, was Wild Wings. This from Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, I was sleeping oh. on it. I was sleeping on their boneless chicken. Like, it's, it's good because they had those big wings, the traditional. We had this thing called 1515, so it was 15 bone-in. 15 boneless, but the bone oh. in, they had the big wings. I forgot to tell them to cook it well done. So some oh. of those bigger wings were a little suspect. I only could eat the small ones, but that boneless, everything was that, you know, built to perfection. I have seen with that restaurant that sometimes, especially like if you do the two, the bogo day on Tuesdays, that um, their, their stuff is a little suspect. And I was like, oh, you get so mad. Like, yeah, I usually tell them fry extra hard or extra crispy or well done, whatever they call it at that restaurant. But I, 
I had forgot. So, do you do you live in Katy or where do you live? You live in just Houston. No, nah, I live in the San Antonio area. Oh, you don't live anywhere over here because there's this one place called Katy Wild Wings. Katy Wild, hold on, hold on, let me put that on Google Maps. I think it's called Katy Wild Wings. You can get thirty wings for like twenty dollars. Wait a minute, hold up. I think that's what it's called. Katy Wild Wings. And you know what? It might be. It's not Wild Wings because I just I just crossed Buffalo Wild Wings together with that. Hold on, let me look it up for you. But we we will order like a bunch of wings from there and feed the whole family. Cause like I said, I've been saying there's five of us. Yeah. I, I'm always good. I'm always down for some oh, good wings. It is called wild wings. So it's called wild wings cafe, Katie. Oh, we, we, we got that back home in South Carolina. Wild wings cafe. Yeah. It's, it's good. I was like, Oh, I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me see if it's yeah, we got that back in South. Oh Carolina. no, it's thirty dollars for thirty wings, but that's still really good. Yeah, that place is good. That's uh yeah. All right, I know I already know what's going on. That <laughs> yeah, I like wings. Wings are delicious. I've just barely within the last year gotten into steak. But I just don't know how to cook it. Like if I cook it, it's gonna be worse than that broccoli. You said it's gonna be worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the broccoli's not. I don't do the broccoli bad. He makes it seem like I do because my husband always like if I mess up like a little bit, he'd be like, mm, "I don't want to eat this." I'm like, "Oh, it's it's still good. It's still good." But you know, I'm a chiropractor. I'm not a chef. <laughs> I uh. You have anything? Feel free to plug in anything you haven't plugged in or that you want to plug in before we wrap um, up. You know, so for anybody who's interested in starting the ketogenic lifestyle, I do have a six-week program that helps you to start the keto lifestyle. So I have a six-week program for just like an adult if you're just doing it by yourself. And then I also have a different program that is geared towards families. So if you're interested in any one of those, you can go to drfitmama.com and um, both of those programs are available. You can learn a little bit more. And if you want to do a masterclass, you can go to drfitmama.com and sign up for the masterclass and see what it's all about and learn a little bit more and then decide if you want to do one of those programs. All right. So you said you got the, uh, the masterclass and the six week program. I have master class and two six week programs. Okay, okay. So one's for family, it's called the Healthy Keto Family Program. And then the other one is called Discovering Health and Hope. All right, that's dope. That's dope right there. For sure. For sure. And yeah, make sure y'all head over to drfitmama.com. Dr. Fit Mama, the website I put up on the screen earlier. Make sure you head over there. And I'm over here looking for this book again so I can go ahead and count that because y'all can't see my screen now. But, <laughs> yeah. And it's just drfitmama.com. Yeah, let me type it in the comments. And that, oh, and on social media, it's Dr. Dr. Underscore Fit Mama. Someone already had the, the regular thing. Oh man, they took away from you. 
Yeah, I was like, no. I'm just like, no, it's not that big of a deal. Yes. Yeah, I have everything else. That is the only thing she has. Everything else is drfitmama.com. Even like YouTube, all of it is just drfitmama.com. Yeah, make sure y'all tap in with all that. YouTube, Dr. Fit Mama, Instagram, Dr. Underscore Fit Mama, and then DrFitMama.com. That's D-R-F-I-T-M-A-M-A. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I even have Dr. Fit Mama on TikTok. TikTok, too. What you doing on TikTok? What you... What you... In any kind of... In, what, what you see on my Instagram reels is what I have on TikTok. I just use them for both. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. And... Y'all know where y'all can find us. We always press record TV. Nobody grinds like us network. What else? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, our Heart Radio. All of that. Make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube channel. And leave a review on Apple Podcasts for 1409 Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Leave a review on there. Everything like that. 1409podcast.com is our website. We also have a directory of podcasts on thegeminimedia.com. So there's photographers on there as well. And we're going to be adding other categories on there pretty soon for the directory. So everyone tap in with that. And thanks again, Dr. Rock, for coming through, dropping those chiropractic gems and the keto gems that was much needed in the community. Thank you. Oh, my, my, my stuff yeah. started sending all kinds of notifications. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. It's the 1409 podcast, and we out. Thank you.